Hello. Welcome to the Mindful Motherhood Podcast. I invite you to stop, breathe, and mindfully explore ways to better understand and manage the daily struggles of motherhood. I'm your host, Maggie Metz. Today we're going to cover breath prayers and anxiety. I invite you now to practice with me a mindfulness technique, breath prayers. If you are able, find a comfortable seated position. Roll your shoulders up, back, and down away from your ears. Close your eyes. Now think of two opposing emotions that you have been experiencing lately. One positive emotion, such as joy, peace, excitement, or hope. And one negative emotion, such as anger, fear, sadness, or doubt. Now on each inhale, think of that positive emotion. Say, for example, peace. Try to imagine yourself holding on to that peace with all that you have, fully grasping it, clinging to it. Then on each exhale, think of the negative emotion. Let's say you chose anger. Imagine yourself letting go of all the built-up anger inside of you. Continue to focus on those respective emotions as you continue taking deep cycles of breath in through your nose and out through your nose. Cling wholeheartedly to the positive emotion as you inhale and then fully surrender the negative emotion with each exhale. Every single inhale, a new opportunity to more fully grasp the positivity and every single exhale, a brand new opportunity to surrender the negativity. As always, if you find your mind has wandered gently and without any judgment at all, guide it back to your breath prayer. On each inhale, focusing on the positive emotion you want to embody. And then on each exhale, fully surrendering 
the negative emotion. Notice how your body feels as you continue this practice. Hopefully, you begin to feel a bit lighter with each cycle of breath. Falling deeper and deeper into a state of contentment as you cling to the positive and expel the negative. Feel free to practice for as long as you'd like, but when you're ready to move forward, open your eyes to a soft gaze and notice how your body is feeling after these few minutes of practicing your breath prayer. Hopefully, after practicing this mindfulness technique together, you notice that your thoughts are moving more slowly and you're feeling more relaxed than you were at the start of the exercise. Breath prayers have been so helpful to me on days where my mind is racing. I love that they present a new opportunity with each and every breath to focus on clinging to the positive emotion you want to embrace and letting go of the negative emotion to which you no longer wish to cling. Anxiety. It's a word we use frequently, but what does it really mean? Merriam-Webster defines anxiety as apprehensive uneasiness or nervousness, usually over an impending or anticipated ill. That is far from an all-inclusive definition. Anxiety is unique to the individual. And even within an individual, it can be experienced many different ways. A wall of terror floods my entire body. It's hard to explain exactly what it is I'm feeling in this moment, but I know it when I feel it. It's familiar, but not the kind of familiar that brings any amount of comfort. My chest is heavy. I can't quite breathe without expending a greater amount of effort than normal. I am jarred as I notice that it feels like my heart is beating really fast and hard. It feels like my throat is closing in. And there's a burning sensation that radiates from my neck down to my stomach. I can't do this, I think to myself. 
as I prepare to fly in a helicopter for the very first time. But I have to, for her. Maybe I can do it. The back and forth continues on a loop as I'm distracted again by the demanding sensation in my head and extremities. They feel light, weightless, tingly. And there goes my heart again, beating out of my chest. It's unnerving, alarming. I wish it would just stop. But it's too far gone now. I am past the point of prevention and now find myself neck deep in a sea of panic. Wading through the waters, all I can do is ride the wave. Do my best to maintain composure as I attempt to make a logical decision in the midst of a complete psychological break. This is my recollection of the mental and physical experience of having a panic attack. It is one of the most horrible things I have ever experienced. And this particular panic attack happened on the single worst day of my life. August 12th, 2018. It was the day my daughter almost died. She is medically fragile and has severe special needs. Medically speaking, her prognosis is very poor. Tragic, even. To give you an idea of what I mean by that, I will tell you that the list of characteristic features of her diagnosis includes early death. The specific situation that threw me into this particular panic attack was having to make the decision whether or not I was going to accompany her on a lifeline helicopter ride from our local general hospital to a children's hospital the next state over. I've always been a bit nervous when flying in an airplane, but the thought of flying in a helicopter I can't even begin to tell you how not within my realm of possibility that is. But there I was, feeling like I couldn't in good conscience decline the opportunity to accompany her when she needed me most. On a literal death-defying trip through the air to a place where they might be able to save her life. So, panic-stricken and clearly not in my right mind, I said yes. I decided to endure a vomit-inducing ride in the sky to be with her in what may have very well been her last hours. Anxiety can be funny in that sometimes the context of the situation can almost completely explain the feeling of panic. But in that moment, it is no consolation whatsoever. 
When your mind is swirling with negative thoughts and your body is overcome by a wall of panic and you freeze, there is no place for logic. It can feel as though the only option you have is to ride the wave, hopeful that eventually you will think all the thoughts and feel all the feelings. And when you run out of thoughts to think and feelings to feel, you will return once again to a state of self regulation. Still, other times, anxiety can present when the context clues don't seem to add up. You're seemingly relaxed, enjoying a quiet evening at home, when all of a sudden, you're not so relaxed. Out of nowhere, you feel that familiar, unnerving disposition creeping in, and you start to question your environment. Is something wrong? You look for an excuse, any excuse at all, to pardon the way you feel. But all is well on the outside. The current situation does not reflect the utter turmoil within. At this point, you might begin to turn your fears inward, projecting them onto yourself. What is wrong with me that I feel this inexplicable sense of fright in the midst of an otherwise soothing, melancholy scene? Is this normal? It might just be me. Maybe there's something seriously wrong with me. It is this type of unpredictable, seemingly out of place anxiety that is the most unsettling for me personally. It's one thing to feel anxious when the present situation understandably lends itself to such feelings. For example, one with a fear of flying just before boarding a helicopter for the very first time. But when all things outside of yourself seem to be totally at peace, yet inside chaos abounds, it can feel lonely and humiliating and all kinds of uncomfortable. In these inexplicably anxious moments, only you know what can help calm you back down to a more controlled state of mind. You know better than anyone else what it is that is most likely to snap you out of this funk and reset you back to a more regulated self. Whether that's deep breathing, talking to a friend, going for a walk, splashing cold water on your face, or screaming into a pillow. Base your plan of attack on past experiences. Even if you've never in your whole life felt this anxious before, think back to a time when you felt somewhat unsettled. Was there anything at all that you did that eased even just a little bit of the tension? For me personally, it's walking. Pacing back and forth, up and down until it passes. Not a glacial stroll. No, not at all. 
It's a pace more akin to a cheetah plundering through the savanna in search of its dinner. It's a powerful dash, a mad race back to sanity. It's as if the only thing that could possibly slow my mind back down is to speed my legs up. It makes absolutely no sense to me at all. How could making my body match my mind in its spiraling splendor be the key to finding inner solstice? Yoga and deep breathing and advanced mindfulness techniques are great, life-changing even, preventatively speaking. But for me, all the sun salutations in the world are not going to pull me out of a moment of panic I have already stepped into. Knowing yourself is one of the most important ways I have found to effectively diffuse anxiety. Know what your body needs and ensure that it gets it. That's the simple solution. I know it's not all-encompassing, but it definitely does help. In the words of my old pal Socrates, know thyself. Basically a fancy way of saying, find what works for you and stick to it. Does a slow morning cup of coffee make you sing? Great. Wake up before the kids and treat yourself. On the contrary, if caffeine makes you edgy and scattered, cut it out. No shame either way. It's all about being true to your own needs. What works for one mama may very well be a no-go for another, and that is 100% okay. Find what works for you and practice it. Build it into your routine. Live by it. Thanks for listening and for taking the time to pause and turn inward today. It is so important to remember to take care of yourself in the midst of caring for everyone else. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss a single mindful moment. For more mindful motherhood content, you can find me on Instagram at Maggie Metz. Until next time, be mindful, Mama.